0: How's everybody doing today? Y'all good? Everybody good? Good, good. You guys ever notice we have a whole lot more courage to do something if somebody does it with us? You ever notice that? Maybe it's uh, that challenge you want to do. You want to get started at the gym, lose some weight, and maybe you'd step up to that challenge if you had a friend to do it with you. Parents, we do this all the time with our kids. you know, maybe uh, you have a child who's wanting to try something, try something new maybe, but they're, they're hesitating, they're uncertain, and what do we do as parents? We get down and we do it with them. See, look, that's not so bad. I don't know, kids, if you've ever had to go and get one of those booster shots, you know, like when you get the, the shot. Um, I really don't like needles. Uh, I don't like getting those shots. And uh, I remember the last time I had to go get, get a shot. I got my tetanus shot. And uh, I was a very brave boy, I can tell you that. Uh, My wife was there the whole time. Well, actually, she was holding my hand the whole time. So, you know, like, the mountain doesn't look so steep when you're facing it with a friend. Or maybe it's a, a ride at an amusement park and you never would have had courage to do that ride except you did it because there was somebody who was courageous enough to do it with you. And I don't know if you've ever noticed that we have a whole lot more courage when we have somebody to go with us. We've been in this series in the book of Joshua, and we actually just have a few more weeks left of this series. And we always think of Joshua as this amazing example of courage. And Joshua, courageous, strong, right? This is Joshua. We go, where does his courage come from? It comes from the God who is with him. Joshua knows he's not alone. God is with him. Joshua 1.9, famous verse, famously declares, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Guys, what more do we need than that? God is with us. He's with you. Right? God's, God's telling to Joshua, I'm going to be with you as you fight the battles, And it's the same thing in your life. God is telling you today as you face that battle, as you face that challenge, God is going to be with you. God is on your side. See, the basis of our courage is not how strong I am. The basis of our courage is a God who is with us. That's where courage comes from. And that's going to become even more real today as we take a look at Joshua chapter 5. So if you have your Bible or if you have a Bible today, open it up to Joshua chapter 5. See, in chapter 5, we see, this, we see Joshua, who is this young leader that God has called, standing at the foot of his biggest challenge. Jericho Is right in front of him and this is the biggest battle he's ever faced in his life it's the battle for Jericho and all the preparations have been made spies have been sent out to check out the city last week Steve showed us how uh, a woman named Rahab in the city of Jericho helped out these spies she trusted in God she saved her family She's become this amazing example of faith and courage. And now here's Joshua. It's the night before the battle of Jericho. And Joshua's about to lead the armies of Israel into the battle. It's the first major battle for the promised land. And as Joshua is examining the city of Jericho... With its high walls, this fortress, this stronghold, as he's looking at this city, it must have seemed unconquerable to him. He has an encounter with a man. And it's not just a man. It's God himself. And I believe as Joshua, here in Joshua chapter 5, has an encounter with God. On the night before the biggest battle of his life, God shows up. I believe that God wants to speak to every one of us today through this encounter. And maybe you're here today and you're you're saying, I'm here to battle for my marriage. I'm here to battle for my health. I'm here to battle for my family. I'm here to battle for my kids. I'm here to battle for my finances. I'm here to battle for my salvation. I'm here to battle for you, God. And maybe you're here today and you're up against a battle. Where are you going to find the strength and the courage to fight that battle? Well, guys, just like Joshua has this encounter with God going into this battle. I believe that the strength and courage to fight our battles today comes from a revelation of who God is. We need to know who our God is in the battle. Have you encountered God in the midst of your battle today? Because that's where courage comes from. And I'm praying you have an encounter with God. Because it transforms Joshua. It gives him strength and courage. It's amazing. You have to check this out. Joshua 5, verse 13. And 14 We're in Joshua 5, verse 13, 14. Check out this amazing encounter. It says, when Joshua was by Jericho. So here he is, right? He's right by Jericho. It says that Joshua lifted his eyes and looked. And behold, a man was standing before him with his drawn sword in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or are you for our adversaries? And he said, No. No. I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I've come. Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? And the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take off your sandals from your feet. The place where you're standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Isn't that incredible? So, what I want to do is, I want to pray. And we're going to ask God to come to encounter us, this presence today, as we study this passage. So, God, thank you for today. God, this is your day. You're the commander of the armies of the Lord. And so we invite you to come, God, in power, come in your presence. We pray for a revelation of who you are for the battles that we're facing. God, this is holy ground because you are here. So speak to us today. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So the message today is about about God. Who is God in the battle? That's what we're looking at today. And the very first thing I see is that our God is awesome in the battle. Did you see that as we read the passage? Did you see God is awesome in the battle? Like, he is awesome. He is amazing. He's the commander of the Lord's army. Our God is awesome in the battle. Have you ever had one of those experiences where it was like, you're like, is this okay? Is this not okay? We had one of those experiences in our family this week. Uh, Hudson had a cold, that's why he wasn't here this last week, his nose was dripping, and uh, everybody was kind of like, you know, I'm not sure I want to, you know, do I want to be around that, do I won't want to be around that, and even my daughter was like, Hudson, I need to socially distance from you, (laughs) right, and that's with all of the fear today around germs and viruses, aren't we on high alert for some of those germs and viruses, everybody's on this high alert. And I can just imagine Joshua in the days before the Battle of Jericho on high alert for the presence of an enemy soldier. So here's Joshua. Can you see him? He sneaks off from camp. He's alone. It's the night before the biggest battle of his life. And he gets out to survey the battlefield. And suddenly a man shows up awesome warrior sword drawn what do you think he's thinking heart starts beating adrenaline starts pumping right he's like friend or foe right are you coming from our camp or are you coming from the enemy's camp he doesn't know he's he's kind of going who is this is this okay is this not okay many years uh, as a youth pastor uh did a lot of laser tag and i don't know if you've ever done laser tag but basically you go into this huge arena. It's pitch black. Everybody has these guns, and you like, try to tag each other. And um, we would always go into the arena, and we would kind of team up. And, uh, and, and our team always had a, a code word, blue bunnies. I don't know where we got that. But if we ever ran into somebody, and we didn't know if they were friend or foe, we'd always go, blue bunnies. And if they said blue bunnies back, we knew they were on our team. Hey, blue bunnies, yeah, all right, we're good. But if, they're, if you didn't hear that blue bunnies, you better start shooting because they weren't your friend. And I think that's a little bit of what Joshua is encountering here as suddenly a warrior shows up, an awesome warrior imagined with the sword, not in the sheath, the sword is drawn. And Joshua's like, blue bunnies. From our camp, or are you from the enemy's camp? Are you friend or foe? Who is this man? The description is dramatic, mysterious, isn't it? Joshua five thirteen. When Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man was standing. With his drawn sword in his hand. Must have been terrifying. And Joshua went to him and said, Blue bunnies, are you for us or for adversaries? And he said, No, I am the commander of the army of the Lord. That's pretty awesome. Now I've come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped him and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? And the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take off your sandals from your feet, for the place you're standing is holy. And Joshua did so. We go, what is this? It's not just an ordinary man. It's not just an ordinary encounter. The word that the Bible uses here is the word holy. Holy. It's set apart, distinct. Take off your sandals, Joshua. The place you're standing is holy ground. And said Joshua fell with his face on the ground and began to worship holy. Guys, have we ever seen that before in the story of the Bible? Do you remember Moses in Exodus three? Moses sees a bush on the side of Mount Sinai and it's engulfed in flames but not burning up. And the angel of the Lord appears to Moses in the midst of flames of fire and says, Moses, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And it says that Moses hid his face. He was terrified, and God said, Take off your shoes. For the place where you're standing is holy ground. You guys remember that story? It's very similar to this encounter that Joshua has, isn't it? Very, very similar. And what we're actually seeing is God fulfilling his promise in Joshua 1.5, where God said, as I was with Moses, so too I will be with you. powerful encounter. See, it's not just a man. It's not just an angel. You're standing on holy ground. It's what theologians call a theophany. It's a visible appearance of God himself. Some people go as far to say as that The angel of the Lord who appears in the Old Testament is none other than the Son of God. This is Jesus appearing before he took on flesh. And I certainly agree with that. This isn't just the commander of a army. This is the commander of the army of the Lord. And let me ask you guys a really important question. Question. So I think the question we need to ask is, is he gonna be defeated or is he gonna be victorious? Is he gonna be defeated or is he gonna be victorious? He's gonna be victorious, isn't he? He's the commander of the army of the Lord. He will not be defeated. He will be victorious and you can turn in your Bibles to the last book of the Bible, to the book of Revelation. And John has a vision of the commander of the army of the Lord. And I want you to listen to this in Revelation 19, 11, This is the end of the Bible. This is what John says. He says about Jesus. John says, I saw heaven standing open and there before me was a white horse whose writer is called Faithful and True. That's Jesus, the commander of the Lord's army. And what does it say? It says, with justice he judges and wages war. His eyes are like a blazing fire. And on his head are many crowns. It's many victories. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he Himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood. His name is the word of God. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. That's the commander of the Lord's army. Let me ask you a question. Is he going to be defeated or is he going to win the victory? He's going to win, right? What John is describing for us is the victory of the Son of God within history. He is striking down the nations. How is he doing that? By hacking people apart? No, it's by the what? By the sword that comes out of his mouth. Right? The sword that comes out of His mouth. What's that? That's the Word of God. His name is the Word of God. How is Jesus striking down the nations? It's by the Word of God. It's by the message of the Gospel coming out of His mouth. That's how Jesus is winning the battle. That's how Jesus is winning the victory. Remember when Jesus rose from the dead, He said, All authority on heaven and earth has been given to Me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations so that all peoples, tribes, tongues and languages. Worship Him. Psalm 72.8 says that He shall have dominion from sea to sea from the rivers to the ends of the earth. See, what kind of church sends missionaries out all over the world? That's us guys sending out missionaries all over the world. What kind of church has a passion for seeing God's kingdom made tangible where we live, where we work, and where we play? What kind of church is that? It is a church that believes the victory belongs to the Lord. It is a church that believes that He is going to fulfill the Great Commission. It is a church that is praying and believing your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, I've read the end of the book. Jesus wins. The victory is the Lord's. This is the commander of the army of the Lord. And let me tell you, he is awesome in the battle. He is victorious in the fight. And his sword is drawn, and he's marching towards victory. It is the same God that you can encounter today in your story and in your battles. Seek and you will find me. That's what God says. And you can encounter this God in your life, in your story today. He is awesome in the battle. But what you need to understand and what Joshua began to understand is that God is God and God is always going to be for God. And we need to understand that today. This is so important. Our God is for God. Did you see that in this story? This is really interesting. Joshua encounters a man. He is not just a man. He is an awesome warrior, supernatural in his presence. And the very first question Joshua asked is probably one I would have asked. Hey, are you for me? Or are you for the enemy? Are you for me, God? Are you on my side, God? And what does he say? He says, no, I am the commander of the army of the Lord. And then what is Joshua? He says, okay, then, what is your command? me. That's the perspective we need to have. See, the question is not, is God on my side? The question is, am I on God's side? Because God is for God. I remember back when I was a boy, 1987, and uh, my favorite football team, the Denver Broncos, were going to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 22 and uh, I was so excited I think I was 10 years old at the time Um, you know John Elway was quarterback and I just remember like every night I started praying that the Broncos were gonna win the Super Bowl like every night God bless John Elway God help the Broncos to win and I was so confident they were gonna win it all they were gonna take the Super Bowl like God is on our side and I had so much confidence until they lost (laughs) 42 to 10 Oh, devastating. I was like, I could not believe this. I mean, hadn't I prayed? You guys ever been there? Like, hadn't I prayed? Weren't you on my side? And then our mind goes to crazy places like, and I remember thinking about this. I was like, well, maybe there were just more people praying for the Redskins. Maybe if I would have gotten more people praying for the Broncos, maybe we would have won. It's not a question of, is God on my side? It's a question of, am I on his side? Don't we live in a day where people are taking so many sides? You just see it in the yard signs. You know, one person puts up a sign, and then their neighbor's putting up another sign. and then It's just back and forth. But we've never been in a time where we're more divided politically and you know, socially and so many things. It's something that Abraham Lincoln, I think, would have understood well. He was present during a time that was even more divided than our time. He was president during the Civil War. And back in the Civil War, you had people saying, God's on our side. And the North would say, yeah, God's on our side. And then you had the South, and they're like, oh, man, God's on our side. And there was a, there was a story when uh, one time Abraham Lincoln was, was hanging out with some people, and, and somebody from the North was like, Mr. President... God's on our side. And it's amazing what Lincoln said. Lincoln said, I'm not concerned about that. Hey Lincoln, God's on our side. And he's like, oh, you know what? I'm not concerned about that. For I know, this is what he said, the Lord is always on the side of right. But it's my constant anxiety and prayer that I and this nation should be on the Lord's side. Hey Lincoln, God's on our side. Hold on. That's not not what I'm concerned about. My anxiety for us as a nation is, are we on the Lord's side? See, it's not a question of, is God on my side? It's a question of, am I on the Lord's side? Because God is for God. God is for God. Something every one of us needs to understand today. Don't leave here today without understanding That God is for God. God is always going to accomplish his purposes. He's always going to accomplish his plans. And as long as your purpose aligns with his, you're in a good spot. Say, Brian, isn't God for me? Yeah, of course. Why do you think he showed up to Joshua? He is for us, but God's not going to be about us. Does that make sense? See, God is for God. And our job is is to align our life with his plans and his purposes and his agenda. I love what Joshua says. He says, what does my Lord say to his servant? That's his response. Joshua, are you on my side or their side? Neither. I'm the commander of the Lord's army. All right, then. What does my commander say? What does my Lord say to his servant? I want to align my life with the word of God. So God, what are you saying in the midst of my singleness? What are you saying in the midst of just this drama that I'm walking through? What are you saying about how I need to love my spouse? What are you saying, God, about... This difficult season and what's being revealed in my heart. How about this season of retirement, Lord? What do you want this season to be about? Because I want to align my plans and my purposes with his plans and his purposes. What does the Lord say to his servant about how you want me to parent my children? Because I just want to align my life with the word of God. It's not a question of God, are you on my side? It's a question, am I on his side? He's awesome in the battle, but God is for God, and he's going to accomplish his plans and his purposes. Last one. We're just looking at who God is in the battle. He's awesome in the battle. God is for God, but number three, this is is big, and this is what I want to leave you with today. God can turn our battleground into holy ground. This is really amazing. Some of you are walking through a battle today, and what I want you to know is that that battleground that you're standing on is holy ground. Holy ground is where we encounter God. Your battleground is holy ground. Go back to the story. Joshua says, "Are you for us, or are you for our enemies?" The man with the sword says, no, I'm the commander of the army of the Lord. And then God says, just what he said to Moses, take off your shoes, take off your sandals. The place where you're standing is holy. So here's Joshua. He snuck away from camp. He's surveying the battleground. He's looking at Jericho. And God shows up in the midst on the battlefield and turns his battleground into holy ground. There are things that you're going through in your life today, and they're hard, and God's right there with you. He's right by your side. He is the commander of the army of the Lord. He is with you. You are standing on holy ground. Wherever God is moving, that is holy ground. And he's leading you into the battle. He's um, showing you the way. He's showing you the victory. So what we're going to see next week as we look at the actual battle of Jericho, the angel of the Lord is going to tell Joshua exactly how to win the victory because The victory is the Lord's. We need to understand this today. God has us in the battle for a reason. Joshua and the army, they're fighting this battle to inherit the promise. And what I want you to understand today is that God has something for you in this battle. That's why that battleground is holy ground. And I know it's hard, and I know you see that Jericho, and you see the high walls, and it looks overwhelming, and you don't know if you can do it, and it's hard, and sometimes you want to run away, and you get discouraged, and there's fear, and there's all these things. And I get it. So many times in my life, I pray, pray, pray that God takes that battle away. But what I want to tell you today is that battleground is holy ground, because that's where we grow. It's where we grow. And sometimes it's the battleground is the place where you have the deepest encounter with God. Sometimes the battleground is the place you begin to trust God more than you ever trusted him at any time in your life. Sometimes the battleground is that where you go forward to do things with God, you never imagined that you could do so that God gets the glory in your life. And guys, that's what spiritual maturity is about. It's about stepping into the battle. And trusting in the promises and resting in the victory. And if you will encounter God in the midst of your battle today, you're going to understand that the battleground is holy ground. You are standing today on holy ground. How do I get there? Just like Joshua. He's looking at Jericho. And what does he do? He looks up. The scripture said Joshua looked up. Look up today. God is with you. He is right by your side. Look up. Some of you are here today and you have never encountered God in a way that has radically changed your life. And it's our prayer today you would have a life-changing encounter with Jesus, that you would never be the same, that you would hear the word of God that the victory belongs to Jesus and you would surrender your life to him just like Joshua to fall on your knees and worship God and say, you are holy, you are awesome, I surrender my life to you today. See, it's our prayer that you would trust that Jesus came into the world to die on a cross from our sins for our sins and he rose in victory. And that commander of the army of the Lord can be the commander of your life today. Look up. Look up. So many times our eyes are fixed on our Jericho. It looks overwhelming, and God is saying to you today, look up. God is awesome. He is awesome in the battle. Our God is good, and our God is God. God is for God, and God will turn your battleground into holy ground. Let's pray. God, you're awesome. You are victorious. You will not fail. You will not lose. You will defeat all all your enemies. Riding on a white horse. Eyes are a flaming fire. And I just pray today that we would encounter you. Help us to encounter the one who is holy, holy, holy. Forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of trusting in ourselves. Forgive us of thinking that we could somehow bring you onto our side like we have command over you, because we don't. You are the commander of the army of the Lord. And today, God, help us to align our lives with your word. Show us the way forward. Lead us into victory. Help us to rest in the promises of God, to rest in your victory. I pray for the battles that are being fought today, Lord, whether it's um, difficulty at home or financial problems or uh, unemployment or difficulty finding a, a home or whatever it is, God. We need you to step into the story and to lead us through. Be the captain of our lives. Be the captain of our army. Show yourself to us powerfully in the battle so that you can get the praise and you can get the glory in our lives. We ask that in Jesus' name.